I just turned, just turned down your avenue. I had to, but I'm mad at you. I always say I got an attitude. Oh. I know I can't sing, but welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. Um, I'm your host, Zakia. And these are the facts of my life. So I'm recording this as the this is the beginning of Thanksgiving week. And happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays. We are officially in holiday season, nigga. Remember um, that from Nicki Minaj mixtape? Um, well, all, I don't know if he was on all her mixtapes, but I remember from Itty Bitty Higgy. Holiday season, nigga. I'm probably saying it wrong, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, let's get into how I'm living my best life. Living my life so, like it's golden. Um, living my life with the artist her she's really dope that's what i was singing at the beginning of this episode um so i went to a her concert on friday and when the tickets came out i was stressing about car insurance and stuff so i didn't buy the tickets at the time they were on sale so I ended up having to buy the ticket from somebody else um and you know i wasn't sure if i was going to find one because they were on StubHub for like $70 and I'm like, I'm not paying that. So I had found some girl on Facebook um, and she gave me the tickets and it was fine. Went to the concert. It was really, really, really amazing. It was amazing. Like I, her music is just so good in general, but like hearing it live, it just made it 10 times better. Like, especially like with the, you know, band and stuff, it just was like such a vibe. Like, um, and this will be my, I don't know if this was my first standing concert or not, but no, I'm lying. My first standing concert was, um, fabulous at Southern. If you are from Connecticut, that that was my first concert ever and that was my first standing concert ever but it wasn't bad because it was outside and it was everybody was like pretty much spread out like and from where we were standing like I was okay standing there so it's like if I left to go to the bathroom like I could come back to my spot like with these concerts like especially like in a venue like Warehouse Live and if you're from Connecticut Toad's Place is the equivalent of Warehouse Live um, so if you're in a venue like that, it's really, you know, tight, especially like if there's a lot of people there and it was very tight. Um, I had ended up meeting Marcus there from the cut up podcast and he was there with a friend and I was trying to get to them and it was just like people wasn't trying to move and like, you know, I really don't blame them um, because if you like if you got there early, then, you know, but I was trying to stay with my friends. I was supposed to be meeting my coworker there, but she got there super late and I was not moving to meet her because at that point her was already on stage. So it was just like, girl, I'm not moving. You're just going to have to watch the show from where you at because. I had left to go to the bathroom and I tried to come back and it was a hassle getting back. And it was like, 
I don't think I'm going to be doing the standing admission um, again because it's just too much. It's like I feel like with concerts that are in arenas, you have an assigned seat and it's like I could go to the bathroom and I could come back with no problem. You know, nobody's going to be sitting in my seat because, you know, obviously I paid to sit in this seat, but it's like everybody paid to stand. So it's like you get it how you live type shit. Um, but I don't know. It was really, really amazing. Um, I wish that she would, I hope that eventually she will reveal her identity, but I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter because her music is good. Um, and her background singer performed in the, he was the first to perform and he was okay. Like, um, the second song he sung was, it was pretty good. Um, the first song I wasn't really feeling, but the second one was really good. Um, and then Tierra Thomas, um, she performed next and that was, she is the, is it bad that I never made love? No, I never did. But it's on the Alright. So yeah, she was um she performed, she did that song and then she did some songs I guess off of her new mixtape and I listened to it today and it's pretty good. Um she did a song, she remixed a 90s song, um, and it's called Touch Me, Tease Me, Hear Me Everlasting. Um, so that kind of intrigued me because, like, I really love 90s R&B. So I went and listened to it today. And it was it was only, like, five songs. So it was pretty good, even though I'm super behind on listening to all my R&B albums. I'm, like, I'm probably, like, three or four months behind because I'm still listening to Daniel Caesar's album. Um, I still haven't finished that. I mean, I listened to it once all the way through, but, like, I haven't digested the whole thing. So, yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's how I'm living my best life. I spent a lot of money this weekend. So, as of right now, I probably won't be going anywhere for the next month or two because I want to go back home. There's other things that I want to do, especially, like, for this podcast. So, I'm about to buckle down on going out and spending money because I'm disgusted with myself. So let's um, pull in a new segment this um, week. It's going to be called, I Said What I Said. I feel like I already did this. Or no, I did a who said that. But I said what I said. Okay. So I was just thinking about... Because everybody, well, not everybody, people always ask me when I'm coming back home. The answer is, I'm coming back home when you guys start finding me out. That's number one. Number two, um, you know, people are, like, especially that word, people are asking me, like, oh, you're not going back home for Thanksgiving? Half an hour ago. Because I didn't buy food for the next two days so that I could have something to eat at work. Uh, but anyway... I'm not going back home for Thanksgiving because, one, I'm not talking to my grandparents. Like, I feel like the re- not the relationship is over, but I just feel like they are older. They are stuck in their ways, and I feel like, you know, like, 
there's no like there's gonna be no progression in our relationship. So to me, I don't feel the need to go over there if nothing is gonna change, you know, especially like on their end. So I'm just good on going back home. Like my mom, I love and I love everybody in my family. Like, please do not get me wrong, but it's just like certain shit, like I'm just not gonna tolerate as an adult. Like I don't wanna deal with it anymore. I've dealt with it for 25 years of my life and I just feel like I have the control to say no I don't want to deal with it so I'm not going to um I love my mother and she often talks to me about you know what she's dealing with with my brother and my brother is 18 and you know if you were 18 year old you try to do whatever you wanted to do you thought you know you were invincible at one point, but you're not. And I feel like my mother is, she's stressing herself out, trying to protect him and be there for him. But I think it's hard because she is very, she's not good at communicating or having a conversation. And that makes it hard for her to have a conversation with my brother. So therefore, he doesn't speak much to her or he lies to her about the things that he's doing or that he wants to do because she's not very supportive and my mother is very negative. So, you know, I try to talk to her about that over the weekend that you need to support him more because... And I don't really want to put all my family business out there, but it's like my I feel like my brother has been going through a rough time with his mental health within the past couple years. And at one point I was ignoring it, but now I recognize and I under I have a better understanding of mental illness. So like I try to be as supportive as possible to him because I know there are a lot of black men that commit suicide because they feel like there's nobody in their corner and, you know, they're super depressed. So it's like I try to be that person for him because my mother is not that person for him. You know, she's not very supportive. She doesn't she has to deal with her own issues first before she can try to, you know, help somebody with their issues. And that's where a lot of our disconnect is coming from because I feel like since I've been here in Houston and even when I was back home, I feel like I've grown a lot as a person, as an adult, and my mother does not respect the fact that I'm an adult. And I am, now that I'm grown, I'm living on my own. And I really don't, not saying that I won't ever need her help, but at this point, I don't need her help And even if I did need her help, I couldn't even ask for her help, you know, because she's not in a place financially where she can help me. So that's not an option for me. So whenever I talk to my mother and she tries to tell me, oh, you need to do this, you need you don't need to be spending. And I'm just like, girl, hold up, because you never taught me how to spend money, how to save money or anything like that. These are things that I'm learning on my own. And I feel like you should respect that as an adult and as a parent, you know, you just need to do not saying like she was a horrible parent, but it's like when it comes to my brother, once he starts working, you need to give him better skills. She, my mother's talking about some, oh, you could put $25 away every paycheck. What the fuck I'm supposed to do with $25 fucking dollars? And there's no shade to her, but it's like, 
You know, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with $25? Like, you should have been telling me that when I was making minimum wage, working at Cold Stone, put $25 away. She ain't never tell me to put money away when I was work- when I first started working, you know? So I, feel- I thought the relationship with my mother was getting better, but now, like, as I'm spending less time talking to her and, like, when I do talk to her, it's just, like... It's annoying as hell because I feel like she just hasn't grown and supposedly she's in therapy getting the help that she needs, but um, I don't know. I feel like she needs a better therapist because she's still doing and saying the same shit that she'd been saying when I was a teenager. And that's why, you know, I feel like a part of in a relationship, there's two people usually in a relationship, right? So I feel like when I went to therapy, when we went to family therapy, I felt like a lot of the times we was going for my, for me and not for her so that we both could work on a relationship. It was always like, oh, Zakia's doing this, Zakia's doing that. But it was never like, oh, my mother, my mother never said any of the things that she did because she's done hurtful shit and she said hurtful shit to me, you know, as a kid, as a teenager, as an adult. So I feel like there's a lot of things that she needs to work on and I'm not... You know, I don't want to be like, oh, well, you got to go to therapy. But I feel like for the sake of our family and me and her's relationship and her relationship with my brother, like she needs this, you know, to make it better to sustain the relationship. Because at this point, like, I really feel like I may never go back home. Like, it's no point. I want to make my own family. I want to create memories with them. And I feel like I was so embarrassed at one point because I didn't want to tell people, like, I had issues with my family. Like, I don't want to spend time with them, you know? Like, that's just my reality. I don't want to spend time with them because... It's drama. And it's like, nobody can have a civilized conversation. Like, if... A lot of I don't invite a lot of people to my house, but like if you do come over, like my mother has been pretty nice to for the for the majority of you know my childhood and my teenage years to my friends, but still I never voluntarily ask people to come over because my mother is just very angry. (laughs) She's very angry, and like I was always scared that you know, she would start yelling at me in front of my friends and, like, telling, you know, talking about the shit that I don't do in the house, whatever, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, I never really invited people over. Even my grandparents, like, I never really... I don't think anybody has come to my grandparents' house, like, any of my friends. Like, maybe a boyfriend, um, maybe. I can't even remember. But other than that, like, nobody has really met my grandparents because they everybody has issues but my grandparents are just one they're super rude and I feel like once we start talking about something once we get on a certain subject it's just it could go left and it's like I don't want to be embarrassed you know so a lot of my friends have never met my grandparents never been over my grandparents house um yeah I've been over my if you are friends with me, you've probably been over my other grandmother's house who's on the, on my father's side of the family. Um, and I know this is Thanksgiving. Like, we're supposed to be grateful for our family, blah, blah, blah. I'm grateful for them, and I love them, you know, with all of my heart. Like, I can't imagine life without them, but I'm also content with what we have going on now. So 
I'm okay with that. And, like, one of the reasons why I... Another reason why I probably... And I when I go back home, I don't really want to stay with my mom because the last time I went home, we got into a huge argument. And I feel like we shouldn't even be getting into arguments because, one, I don't fucking live there, you know? And she just does not respect me as an adult. Like, you know, she does not fucking respect me. And... I just can't get with it. Like, I just can't do it. So I may just stay with a friend. Like, I really don't know. Um, But one of the things that pissed me off over the weekend is that she was talking, or we were talking about my brother and how, you know, I feel like she's not supportive of him. Um, Because I talked to my brother the other day, and we don't talk often because he does he doesn't have a a cell phone with service. The only time he gets service is if he's on Wi-Fi. So I don't, cause when I text him, he takes days to text me back. So it's like, I don't really try too hard. And I, you know, the conversation I had with my brother was about him finding a job because my mother's complaining about him not working, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I talked to him about that, and I told my mother, I called her, and I told her, like, you know, I talked to Jordan, like, you asked me to, whatever, blah, 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 and she was just, um, she was saying, I was telling her, like, you're not supportive of him, that's why he doesn't want to talk to you about whatever he has going on in his life or about his music, because my brother wants to be a rapper, and I feel like there's nothing wrong with being a rapper, but... I feel like my brother is very, very talented when it comes to writing. And I told him, and, you know, other people have told him, I feel like he would be a good either producer or a ghostwriter, you know? And it's not to say that his music isn't good, but I feel like he should, you know, get have other options when it comes to the music industry because the music industry, even though I'm not in the music industry, but I know it's no joke, you know, just from the interviews that I watch, and I watch a lot of interviews interviews uh with rappers singers um I watch biopic so it's like I have an idea that you know a lot of people a lot of artists say that they if you're in the music industry you're not making a lot of money number one and one of the things that I tried to explain to my brother is that when it comes to the music industry They need people in the background um, writing for them, producing for them. Um, And one of the examples I gave was Ice Cube. Like, he is a legend, and I haven't really listened to his music, but one of the things I admire about Ice Cube from watching the NWA movie is that I never knew that he wrote the movie Friday. Like, I never knew that until I started watching it. And I'm like, wow, like, this man is a legend. Like, as far as writing, like, he wrote a lot of those songs for NWA. He wrote movies. Um, And I know Friday is not the only movie he wrote, but I'm just mentioning that because it was in the movie, but... Um, I was just telling my brother, like, you could do things like that. I'm not saying you got to be like Ice Cube, but it's like you have other options in this industry besides you don't only have to write music. You could write movies. You could write plays, you know. You could write for other people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But sorry, I'm, I keep going off track. The point is my mother said something because, you know, all these allegations are coming about 
coming out about people in the music industry, people in the film industry, about how, like, they're raping people and, you know, sexually assaulting people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I know I said last week it's the same thing, whatever. Um, so my mother's like, yeah, and once he gets in the music industry, people that are higher up, they're going to take advantage of him. They're either physically going to take advantage of him or sexually or something. She said something to that, and I'm just like... I don't know if my mother is homophobic, but I feel like she is on the lowest of keys because she's made other comments about gay people before in the past. But and I love my mother and, you know, it's nothing to educate her on being homophobic or gay people. But I feel like she makes a lot of comments about other men raping other men a lot. And it's just like just because he wants to be in the music industry doesn't mean that's going to happen to him. Like, it's unfortunate that it happened to those people, but that does not mean that's going to happen to him. And you don't speak those things over him, especially because that's your son. And, like, when I said that to her, I was like, what? And she was like, she going to say to me, she was like, oh, you're not on that level yet. And she hung up on me. And I'm just like, what? And I had to tell her about herself, like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm a fucking adult. I know I heard about this shit on the news. Or I heard about it on the fucking radio because I don't have cable to watch the fucking news. But, like, don't say shit like that. And I feel like she just, she's one of those people that she lets the media control how she thinks and how she feels about certain things without forming her own opinion. And that's why I really don't even watch the news or really get into, you know, what's going on on social media because the media controls you. They control how you think. And I took journalism classes, so I know this. Like, once once the news stopped talking about it, it's like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, the hurricane fucking happened. And I was talking to my coworker yesterday, actually, and I was just asking him, like, you know, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? And I was like, oh, are you going to cook? And he was like, no, because I'm still displaced from the hurricane. Like, I'm still living in a hotel. And I was, I never, I didn't know that because obviously I just started working there, so I don't know him that well. I, had, I don't, I wasn't there during the hurricane, so. When he said that, I felt really bad. Like, that's fucked up. There's still people out there that are fucking displaced from the hurricane. And do you think that the news is covering that shit? No. So you you think people stop talking about that shit? Yes. And me included. Even though I drive past houses every day that are that have shit on the road, on out on the street because their house got flooded or whatever, you know? So it's like people need to understand, like, you know... There are people out there still displaced from the hurricane. There are people not only in Houston, in Florida, in the um, islands. So the media controls how you think and how you feel about certain shit. And it's a cold world, but if you don't know, now you know. Like, you should understand, you know? And I feel like my mother is one of those people that are very easily influenced Um, And I feel like one of the reasons is because she's stuck in her ways. Like, she grew up on, you know, watching the news, reading the newspaper. Like, my grandparents, they still read the newspaper. Like, they're... I don't even know why they have a laptop at their house. But um, 
they're one of those people, you know, and my mother is the same way. Like, she's not, she doesn't use social media. So she thinks, like, oh, have you been, and she, when she asks you, oh, have you been watching the news? Like, I don't need to watch the news. I have the fucking internet, you know? Like, she just doesn't get it. Like, she's just so far behind, I feel like, in certain stuff, and she doesn't try to understand either. That's what also makes it frustrating to have conversations with her because she doesn't really get it so yeah okay so I just got back from well I didn't just get back but I'm just now getting back from my therapy appointment and one of the things that I talked about is like my relationship with my mother um because at this point um, I feel like the relationship with my grandparents is pretty much done. So one of the things I talked about is like having a better relationship with her. And I want to talk about this on my podcast because I feel like a lot of people have family issues that they're afraid to talk about. And like this is this is also really emotional for me. But again, like I told you guys before... I want this podcast to be almost like a ref- not a reflection but like a diary, a mimic of a diary. And obviously I'm not going to tell you guys my deepest darkest secrets, but I do want to share, you know, what's going on in my life and how I'm feeling at this moment. And I know you're probably wondering, like, what does it have to do with your journey in Houston? Like, it has a lot to do with my journey because I feel like I've grown a lot since I've been here. And, you know, the relationship with my mother hasn't always been perfect. And I feel like it's gotten a little bit better since I've moved here. But, you know, I noticed that when I went back home the last time, we got into a really big argument. And I feel like she hasn't changed a lot. She hasn't changed much. Like, I know that she's gone to therapy or she's going to therapy too. And I don't know what she's going for, but, you know, every... And I don't ever say, like, you know, my mother needs to go to therapy, but I think that it would be really helpful for our relationship, the relationship with my brother. So, you know, I want to talk about this because, like, you know, obviously... It's holiday season and, you know, I don't want to go home because I don't want to spend it with them because I already know there's going to be drama, you know, with my family. So it's just like I'd rather avoid that. I'd rather avoid the arguments. And one of the things I talked about in therapy is I feel like my mother does not respect me as an adult. And it's so funny because I was literally just on Twitter and somebody says something about why when adults, why when you speak facts to adults or you give them facts, like, you know, your parent or your grandparents, for example, like they think that you're being disrespectful just because you're giving them facts or you're giving them your opinion or you're telling them how you feel. And I don't know, and I said this in therapy, I don't know if it's a black thing, but I'm black and my mother's black. And I don't know if you're black and you're listening to this, or if you're white and you're listening to this, Puerto Rican and you're listening to this, if you feel the same way, um, you know, just let me know if you've ever experienced this with your parents. It's just like, and this may be everybody's parent, 
you know, feeling like, oh, well, because, you know, you have an opinion and you speak for yourself and it's going against what they're saying, like, you're being disrespectful. And it's like, I'm really not being disrespectful. Like, I'm actually not doing anything. You know, this is a conversation that I could have with my friend and it doesn't come off as disrespectful. But because you're my parent, you feel like I can't you know, challenge you or disagree with you when it comes to certain things, especially like as an adult. And dad, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something. I'm like, oh, so one of my, the things that my therapist said is that, you know, there's a shift right now. There's a shift in our relationship. So I'm no longer a child. I don't think my mother has accepted the fact that I am an adult and I live on my own and I don't live with you. I live in a whole different, completely different state. And I need you to respect the fact that I am an adult. I can have my own opinion. And just because I say something that you don't like doesn't mean that I'm challenging you or challenging you as a parent. It just means that we are both two adults, which I feel like my mother hasn't grasped that we are adults. I'm an adult, you're an adult. So you should respect me as such. And even though I'm your child, I am not a child. I am 26 years old going on 27. And I think one of the reasons why, you know, I get so emotional about, you know, the relationships with my mom and my grandparents is because like I, one of the things that I started off in therapy, like when I first started seeing this therapist is I want to have a family, I want to have my own family, and I don't want my family to be anything like how my family is now. I And I'm not saying, like, you know, some things we may do, we may or may not do, like, as far as the memories go, because I've had great memories with my families, like, you know, vacations, um, going to Disney World. Like, I've been to Disney World, like, two times with my grandparents, going to South Carolina every other summer, going to Georgia, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Like, those are the things, those are the good things that I remember about my family. Like, they gave me a good childhood. I I will say that. They gave me a good childhood. But as far as, like, the relationship goes, that's something that we need to work on. And at this point, my grandparents are not willing to work on it. So I have to move on. But... You know, there's a shift in our relationship. Like, we're both adults. Like, not saying, like, we're equals, but it's just, like, I am an adult now. You know, like, I can make decisions. I'm old enough to have my own family. So, you know, my biggest fear is that, you know, the things that I... The, the relationships that I have with my mom and my grandparents, I fear that it's going to happen with my own family. So that's why... I want to have a better relationship with them so that, you know, I'm not bringing the same toxic shit into my, with my kids and my husband, you know, nieces and nephews, et cetera, et cetera. So that's one of the things that I want to work on. Well, I'm trying to work on, and it's like, I don't even know if I'm gonna, you know, break the curse of my family because I don't have a family yet. So I have no idea how to measure that, but, like, I'm just working on... I told my therapist, like, I just want to have a better relationship with my mother. So, you know, she can be a part of my family, and we don't have any issues. And I want her to know that the things that you did, I'm just not going to do. I'm not going to tolerate it, and that's just what it is. And I think that's part of the reason why... 
I'm single because, like, I'm not settling for nothing. Like, I don't care. I'm not doing it just because, like, oh, you know, we've been together for five years, and I talked about this earlier on Instagram, but it doesn't matter to me. I can move on. I've moved on. I've had, and I've only talked about (laughs) two guys with my therapist this year, So, like, I had two situations going on this year with two different guys from two different states, whatever. And, like, I thought, like, the first situation I had, I thought that I would never, you know, at the, when I was in the moment, I was super, like, emotional, depressed, whatever. And, you know, I thought that, oh, I'm never going to get over this. But it's like, here I am eight months later and I'm over it like I don't even I think about it but it's not it doesn't trigger me it doesn't make me feel any type of way it's just like it just lets me know that I can move on from a situation that's not good for me so it doesn't matter to me I know that I'm gonna get over it even though I'm emotional about it maybe I may be emotional in the moment it may take me a couple weeks or a couple months to get over it but I know that I, I'm going to get over it. So it doesn't matter if I don't fuck with you anymore or, if you know, it doesn't work out. It does not matter to me, you know, like at this point in my life, like I want a healthy relationship. So if it's not going to be anything other than that, then I don't want to be a part of it. It doesn't matter, you know, so that's just my whole thing. Um, you know, I love my family and I don't, and I think that's one of the things that I'm embarrassed about is because like, I don't want people to think that I don't love my family or I don't care about them. I love them. Like, and I was saying this to my therapist, like, I can't imagine life without my mother, but I still want a better relationship with her. And I feel like, you know, I'm trying to work on myself and the things that I learn in therapy, I try to do with her. And I don't feel like she's caught on yet to the things that I do or the things that I say. And it's hard. It makes it hard for me to want to be like, OK, you know, like I'm going to work on this. If, you know, you're giving 50 percent and the other person is not like it's like, what's the point, you know, at this point? So I don't want people to think like I don't love my family. Like, I really do love them and I care about them, but I just want it to be different and I don't know and I think one of the things is I need to come to term with is it may never be different you know it may always be like this and now I have to figure out whether or not I'm gonna continue to have a relationship with them and it's not and if I don't it's like it's not the end of the world like I've been you know being helped raised by my grandparents for 26 years well 25 years 25 years because you know obviously I lived in Connecticut until I was 25 years old I turned 26 in Houston so 26 25 years they've been involved in my life um 90% of my life you know so it's it was hard to make that decision on whether or not I was gonna continue to talk to them um but I made the decision and you know, it doesn't make, like, it makes me sad, but it's just, like, I feel like it it was what had to be done in order for me to be happy, because I feel like if I kept 
trying and trying to tell my grandmother, like, oh, you know, I feel this way, and she's not giving anything in return. It's like, what's the point? I'm going to just keep continue to make myself miserable. Like, because the last real conversation that me and my grandmother had was in March when I told her about, you know, getting into the argument with my cousin, and I told her I felt like, You know, I feel like you don't care about me or you don't care about my mother because I feel like you're taking sides with Clarissa. And when I said that, she would she just she literally didn't say anything. So that really made me feel some type of way. It's like my own grandmother doesn't give a fuck about me, you know, and I don't know if that's what it is. But it's like you literally didn't say nothing. I don't know if she doesn't know how to express herself or whatever. But it's like I feel like I need that in my relationships. And if you're not willing to offer me that, then then it's over with, you know, like not saying it's over with, but there's no need for me to keep trying if you're not going to put in the effort to try. So that's what it is like, and I'm okay with that. And I'm going to live and I'm living and I'm surviving and I'm going to continue to live and survive. And, you know, I love my grandparents either way. I love them at the end of the day. I love my mother. I love my brother. They're they're a part of me. They're a part of who I am as a person. Sorry, my foot is falling asleep. But they're a part of who I am as a person, and I will never take that away from them. But at the same time, I feel like I'm growing up, but I'm just growing up differently than them, and I'm probably growing apart from them, and it's nothing wrong with that. And if you, you know, feel that way about your family, like it's not, it do, you're not wrong for feeling that way. And I feel like part of the embarrassment comes from, you know, me feeling like, oh shit, you shouldn't be feeling that way about your family. But it's like, I feel like a lot of people, you know, have these issues with their family, and they just, you know, are like, whatever, well, this is my family, I have to deal with it. And it's like, no, you don't have to deal with it. You can walk away from it, you know? So those are the things I wanted to discuss today. I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. I'm not sure when I'm going to put this episode out because it's a holiday week, and I know people are going to be traveling or whatever, whatever. They're not going to. People are going to be spending time with their family. So if I do decide to put it out this week, then so be it. If not, have I hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, all that jazz. And again, thank you for listening. I appreciate everybody that listens. Um, you know, thank you guys for rating the podcast. I had to get on Apple's ass and I'm have to get back on their ass because they tried me. Because I was trying to tell them about how, you know, how they had to rate how people were trying to rate the podcast and they couldn't. And this girl, the girl that was emailing, she trying to talk about some, oh, well, no, girl, I'm telling you what the fuck I saw. And that's what it is. It has nothing to do with the fucking software because I have an iPhone 8 and I still can't even add comments to people's comments. I mean, to people's podcasts. I can't even review their shit. So it's like, you're telling me it's a software. It's not the fucking software. I have a brand new iPhone. So fix it. Um, so yes, again, thank you guys for listening. I'm your host, Zakia. You can follow me at Twitter, on Twitter, Instagram at I'm five foot two. I'll put the description in the description box, whatever you want to call it. And again, I appreciate you guys for listening and I will hear from you guys next week.